All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show gospel recording artist Daryl Kelly. Daryl, what is up, brother? Hey, Brad, how you doing this evening? I appreciate you for having me on your show. It really, really is an honor. Well, man, it's an honor to have you on board. I appreciate you doing the show. All right, so let's get into this. you got a lot of things going on. You're a busy guy. First and foremost, I read through your bio, and you, you just got all kinds of irons in the fire, man. I mean, your career is just a, it's a smorgasbord of good stuff, all kinds of things going on with it. I guess I want to start off... Let's let's start off about the, let's talk about the church first because you're very heavily involved in church. Um, talk about your career in the church and, and also as a business owner. Well, I will start off with the church first and foremost. I really and truly appreciate that God is always number one in my life. I cannot do anything without God. You have to put God first. And I have a organization that I founded in 2016. It is called Wugin, U-W-G-E-A-M, which is an acronym, which stands for God of the Universe, God of the World, God of all gods, God of everything, and God of anything, including me. And with our religion, we believe in three things, and that is, number one, you love God with all your might, your heart, your soul, everything. Two is, you're supposed to treat your neighbors like you want to be treated. But three is you go out and live your life the way you want to live it as long as you are the one and two. And all we talk about is love, unity, and acceptance. Because people in the world today, they don't realize that we all come from one place. Mm. And that is God. And our mm. world is so divided. It's unbelievable. We're divided because of race. And we also are divided because of religion. But I have no hate for anybody whatsoever. And there's a lot of people out here who call themselves Christians, Muslims, whatever. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your religion is. I love you regardless. But we don't treat each other as people. And that's the issue. And that's why I went ahead and did this very nice, beautiful religion called Wugi. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, you, you just touched on the race a little bit. And race is definitely... So unfortunately, it's one of them things that that still still lingers out there. The racism still in America. Um, I never really understood the whole concept of of how people, especially back in slave days and and nineteen sixties and seventies and before that, how how white people. I don't sugarcoat things. I, I say things you know what's on my mind. How white people can can have slaves and, and they and they can. They can call African Americans the N word and then go to church on Sunday and, and 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 like it never happened, like they never did it, <laughs> they never said it. It's always mind-boggling you know to what, me. Brad, I, I I kind of sort of regret um, doing this interview with you because you're gonna bring a lot of great things out of me and people are gonna really think in a negative way. But no, it's true. It's not. It's just not. You, you have to have a very open mind, and what you said is true. First and foremost, Christianity was was started, and when it was started, it was in the days where, in fact, they had slaves, and the slaves never understood what Christianity was. Sure, that was their only hope out mm-hmm. of slavery, and they had their own religion before they were brought to America as slaves. Now, I truly. One hundred percent. I don't. I don't hold any animosity against um, the, the people. 
because they're all gone, they got that. But but a lot of people still live in those days because of how they was raised. Recently, I'm, I'm a I'm a photographer. I'm an amateur photo- photographer. Um, I, I, I like to take photographs of historical sites and, um, and and just different nature. I like to take pictures of birds and sunrises and the moon and historical sites. So recently, I went to uh, Jackson, Mississippi. I live outside of Jackson, and I went to Medgar Evers' house. I'm sure you know who Med- Medgar Evers was, um, a great civil rights leader. He was uh, assassinated in uh, in Mississippi, but I went to his house because it's a it's a uh, it's a historical uh, it's an actual it's it's finally got on the list of historical sites. It should have been on there a long time ago. But I was standing there and it was in a look and it's in a very very I'm not going to lie to you it's in a very very dangerous part of Jackson. Um, it, it's just it just simply is the, the area out there in that part of Jackson is very dangerous. So I'm out there taking photos of this of this house, and an older African American man walks across the street, and uh, he asked me if I was lost. <laughs> and uh, 
I said, no. I said, no, sir, I'm not lost. I said, I'm uh, just taking photos of Medgar Evers' house. Um, it's a historical site, and I've read a lot about him, and I really admire the guy. And Anyway, long story short, me and this old guy sat there and chatted for about an hour outside, outside Medgar Evers' house, and we thought it was both pretty cool that, you know, Here's a here's a guy, a white guy in his 50s, which is me, an African-American man, and, he, and he's in his 70s, standing on the driveway of Medgar Evers' house, um, having a civil discourse, you know, ha- having a civil conversation. So it was, just a, it was just a cool moment, you know, it was a good moment that I'll never forget, actually. That's a really, really great thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because, because see, you just, you just proved something to me as well. You see, not everyone is evil. And at the end of the day, it's when, in fact, you understand that evil exists by the people who carry the tradition. Of course. We're not born evil. We are born coming clear, free from sin. We're born from love. Of course. It's like our mother gives us love when we are born. Evil becomes when will teach you these things in life. Yeah. And that's why I have the religion called Bukin, because in our religion, we do not 100% discriminate anybody. We don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, and confused. And I hear all these people out here talking about Muslims and talking about all this other crazy rhetoric stuff about how Trump is rallying up these folks to do hate crimes and stuff like that. No, I don't look at people any different. Everybody to me is the same. If we if we was blind and we didn't see each other, we wouldn't know we was white or black. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters is, show me love, I'll show you love. You don't show me love, and you get no love. Yeah, man, that's how I work. That's exactly how I work, man. I mean, I get up in the morning every day, and I, I honestly and truly do not care what color somebody is, what God that they worship. If you treat me with respect, you're going to get it right back, 100%. I don't, I don't care. I just, I, I just, uh, I don't have, you know, life's so short, I don't have time being around toxic people. Oh my and, gosh, uh, you sound just like me, Brad. And you know yeah. what? You can go ahead and start the book, buy it on Amazon, buy it on iTunes Bookstore. It's the book of Wugin. And when you read that book, you would understand what I've written. You're going to start calling yourself a who because <laughs> Right on, man. I'll, 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 uh, I'll definitely order the book, man. We'll get you back on the show and talk about it, too. Um, oh, absolutely. I would love to get sure. on the show and talk about that book. Sure, man. All right, so so let's let's um, let's jump to your to your um, to your music career. Um, I guess I want to know how did you what happened? Like, where did you transition from the church into recording music and actually being a recording artist? Yeah. <laughs> 
growing up, I was entering into contests. Uh, I used to do Lenny Williams very well. I loved Tyler Bell. I did a good Michael Jackson dance. Then I quit for a while. And then, you know, then when I had got my restaurant, which is in Morrow, Georgia, called Soul Delicious, every Sunday we have live music. They come in and they do um, gospel from 3 o'clock until 6 p.m. So then we started getting known to be a restaurant that, that has live music on Sundays. But then I said, you know, everybody loves this because people was packing the house. But then I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have an annual dinner. And what we're going to do for the annual dinner is we're going to go ahead and have live music. So the first year comes along and the group was there. So I was playing with my, my, my friend, um, Jackie. And we was talking at the table, and I said, oh, Lord, I need to pay And we all started laughing. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to write a song called, oh, Lord, I need to pay So they thought I was joking. Next thing you know, I wrote the song. And then from that concert, I ended up performing it. So then the next year, you know, then I come with another song. So I wrote, uh, sit your rock down. I always like them comedians, them, 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 them lights, the loving, fun songs. But then we did that. So then the third, um, then, then the third one, I said, I had to write another song. We did Man of God. But then the last one that I did, which was The Storm Is Coming, that song really took off. So then I started climbing the charts a little bit, and the song really had a really catchy hook. And I said, wow, that's a great song. Everybody was like, that's a great song. So I started writing song after song after song. I started in May of this, of this year. Now I'm up to about 20 songs. Wow. <laughs> I, already, I already released the album. <laughs> yeah, man, that's busy. You've been busy. And it takes me less than, less than an hour to do it. I'm like, wow. wow. I go in the studio. I think they make the beats and I get there and get the engineer going. I put my own little background in there to hook it in. Then it'd be catchy. And I said, I love this. Right. So, you know, they come up with a, a situation in life. I write about it. And that's, that's what happens. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right, so I want to talk about the song Believe in Something, Neil. Um, now, I read when I was reading your bio, this this got my attention, too, because this has been a a real, uh, just a hot, a hot story across America with the whole Colin Kaepernick and the, and the, and the football player that kneeled um, before the game start. Um, I guess I want to, I want to talk to you about that song, and was it the Colin Kaepernick situation that, that that made you write that song? Well, I basically give it give the, the glory and thanks to um, a lot of people surrounding the craziness in our world. Actually, the people who, in fact, um, me out there, um, me and my music. Anybody wants to become successful, that is a very good PR. They went out, they promote the music, so. He says, you know what? He says, you should write a song um, about what's happening right now with the NFL. Then I sat back and then I thought about it and I thought about it and I said, hmm. It was definitely so true. So I read about what was going on. I read while, why emailed. I read the whole thing and I said, you know what? That is really, really hurtful. And I really dug into the situation. I wrote the song, Believe It's Not Real, because what he did was he nailed during the American anthem and he nailed because of the situation 
that's going on in America when you get people, you know, dying and, you know, black people getting shot, but gay people getting shot in clubs. So he felt that he don't want to, you know, stand up to and, and, and do, the, uh, do the American anthem when, in fact, it's a lot of things that's going on in our world that's crazy. And I felt that because years ago, i say around 20 years ago, Brad, I went on a cruise. I was selling Kirby vacuum cleaners, and I sold a lot of them, and I was eligible because I won um, an award for selling the most vacuums in that period. And I went on a cruise, and growing up in Boston, I grew up in the heart of Boston, grew up in a real, real bad neighborhood, projects in the whole nine yards. So I went on this cruise, and while I was on the cruise, I enjoyed myself. Everyone was celebrating, having a great time, dancing, having fun. So I snuck off the cruise, and we went to the car, and I found the cab, and I told the cab driver, because can you do me a favor? And he said, sure. He goes, I want you to take me to the hood. And he looked at me, and he said, what do you mean? I said, I want to go to the bad area. And he took me to the bad area. And I saw straight dogs running around. They were lost. They looked so poor. And my heart was broken. When I went back to that ship, I really felt something. So when, in fact, I was writing a song, Bill, I felt the same way. Because we, as Americans, can paint a good picture about America. But we refuse to look at the real problems that's in our cities. And it hurts me when I see people out here struggling. I see retired vets with no food. I see homeless people out here like my sister and my brother. They're homeless. And at the end of the day, if in fact we want to really do something like that, we need to really be Americans and help our country get out of the situation that they are in. A lot of people are in a situation not because they want to, because they had a problem when they lost their job or their spouse died or, or, or something happens when, in fact, they, they lose their job. These people are people. They're Americans. And, 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 and even the vets, the homeless vets out here that fought for our country comes out of, 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 the, of, of the war or whatever they serve. And they're sleeping outside under a bridge? No. I feel what he is saying because I see it. Not only that, I have family who lives it. Mm -hmm. That's why I love the song. So I have a lot of friends. I'm a veteran myself. Um, and I have a lot of veteran brothers that I serve with. So this one thing I wanted to ask you about, because this has been a, a real focal point of a lot of... A lot of, um, I think, a disconnect between African Americans and whites on this on this topic. Um, a lot of people feel like I feel like I, I here's here's my here's my position on the whole kneeling um, during the anthem. My problem's not with the protest because I'll I'll get with you and I'll I will march with you in front of any police station that we know is racist. I will march with any African American in front of any corporation or business that that we know are racist. A hundred percent, I'll do that. A hundred percent. My my only problem, again, is not the protest because Lord knows we need to protest police brutality. We need to protest against any sort of profiling, any sort of um, racial type stuff with our police departments and and, and other places. 
So it's not the process. My only little issue with the whole thing was the timing. The timing of the kneel. Because I'm a veteran, so I have a different, you know, I have a different, I look at it a little bit differently um, when, when it comes to the kneel. Not so much to kneel at all. Again, if they would maybe kneel during halftime or, or before the game starts, right after the song would be great. But during the next, that's the problem a lot of people have. But what happens is, right away, a lot of times African Americans, when you when you express that position, they right away they say, "Oh, uh oh, this guy's this must this guy must be racist." I'm like, "No, I'm not racist. That's crazy. I'm not racist. I'm just I just love I, I love the country, respect the song. So it's a it's a timing thing. So what is what is your you know reaction to that?" When he nailed, um, I really understood when I read why he did it. But at the end of the day, um, that's his personal business why he did it. And yeah, oh, I agree with why he did it. That's that's not my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah that, that's not that's not the issue. Yeah, I agree why he did it. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, and no, 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 no worries. And I and, and I 100. First of all, I really appreciate you for serving our country Thank and you. for all the work Thank that you have done support. for our country. But, but back to what I was saying. In America, you know, we basically worked for freedom. Freedom of speech, uh, freedom to stand up for what we believe in is right and wrong. Absolutely. But at that time that he nailed, that was his moment. And that's what he wanted to do. I wrote the song because I'm agreeing with the situation in our communities with um, yep. black people getting shot and um, all of the situations where gun control, how we have all these guns going to the school killing all those children, all that stuff, and, 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 and how the president basically is really upset and was very mad at him. But in fact, I'm not judging the president about the job that he's doing in America. What I'm saying is if somebody has an issue, they should be able to stand up and speak up and basically address the issues in our country. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So, yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. So, 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 so I personally, you know, um, if for an example, if, if I met you and I knew you was a person who served our country, you're a veteran, I would nail to you because you're a person who deserves it. But at the end of the day, some people just feel different from others. And I just felt that's why I wrote the song different the way he nailed. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I could explain that. So um, I, I, I don't know when he did it, what, what part of the, uh, um, the song he done it. I think I know he was basically uh, criticized for doing well, it. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't just him. I mean, he kneeled throughout the whole song. And then, yeah, and then that's yeah, what, and that's yeah. what triggered all the other players to start doing it during the song too. And yeah, again, I mean, a hundred percent, a thousand percent agree with you about about the rights and the freedoms. I mean, that's what I serve for. I served, and in fact, I served in the military to give Colin the right to do that. Um, so I'm not disputing. I'm not disputing. Again, I'm not disputing the the protest. I'm disputing a little bit the timing of it is the only little issue. The and I think, yeah, the timing, the timing of it. And I think that's what really fueled a lot of the fights on social media because 
because one side says, look, protest, you know, I'll protest with you, just maybe not during this song, and then right away there'll be some knee-jerk reaction, because, you know, you know, you've been around a while like me, there's just a very sensitive topic, and people, especially on social media, it gets really crazy on social media, um... But I'm I'm down. I'm, 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 I love I love that you wrote the song too because I really think it's a need. Um, and really, just the only minor little difference is, is is for me is is just maybe maybe I wish he wouldn't have done it during the song. But it is what it is. It's, it's kind of it's over with now. I mean, there's hardly anybody even doing it anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. But then, but but then, it, 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 in fact, like I have even a better song actually that I like better. Than Unity. Do you believe in something you new? Know, I love Unity. Mm-hmm. Unity is the song in Focus as well. Unity in Focus is a very great song for me. Um, the other song I did about the game, uh, the religion, is Until the End of Time. I did another song called Mama. So, so I try to do a variety of things for everyone. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying. You're, what you understand, I understand exactly what you're saying. It was the timing that he did it. You're saying that he could have done it after the American anthem was played and done. He could have done it or before. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel you on that. It was because, see, you, you served our country. So for what you've been through for our country, you as a, as you as a retired veteran, Felt disrespectful because you fought for freedom of speech and you fought for all the things that's important in our country. So I can definitely relate to you on that. I relate to both of you, really. Yeah, and that's fair. That's a fair point because I actually 100% relate to what Colin Kaepernick's what his what his mission was. I understand what he was trying to do, um, and I agree that I mean there there are unfortunately here here's here, here's my analogy on police brutality. It's like if you have a cable operator, let's just take somebody who installs cable for a living, right? So if that cable operator is a bad one, the worst that's going to happen to you is you're going to have crappy TV reception, right? Because you didn't hook up your cable right. But with, with a police officer, that job, when you have a bad one, people can get killed and, and do get killed. So one bad cop carries a big stick. It's not like a bad cable op- cable installer. A bad cop has to be exposed and, and, and dealt with. And, and one of the problems I have is when police departments, when they go by that code of honor crap, where they cover, they cover for somebody who's bad. That's that 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 nonsense has to stop. If if you got a racist police officer, yeah, you know, if you got a racist police officer on the force, just because you wear a badge. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're supposed to be covered. You know, these people are supposed to cover up for your, for your dishonesty. You can't do it. Because you can't do if it. you go and you get sworn into office to serve and protect, you have to really take that seriously. And if your fellow officer is not doing his job and he's doing things to hurt people, no, you have to turn him in. You got to. That's not the purpose of why you are serving as a police officer. You got to. If you got a bad apple in there, you got to get that rotten apple out because... Get it on out, Brad. Get it on out, for real. You are 100% correct about that. Yep, you got to do it. All right, so we talked about your book. We talked about Unity. We talked about Neil. Let's see. We talked about your businesses, your restaurants. I'm trying to see if we missed anything here. I am interested in who, who your musical inspirations were on the way up, coming up. 
Oh, yes, we have mentioned that. We'll mention it again. I love uh, Michael Jackson, Patti LaBelle, Lenny Williams. I was an old school uh, person where the temptation, yeah. anything Motown, I don't care, Barry White, anything that has that R&B swag to it. I love Michael Bolton. I'll tell you, it's a lot of great artists that was out. Um, George Michael was one of them. I used to sing a lot of his stuff as well. George so Michael? Yes, sir. I yeah. love music. Um, the staple singers, uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of old school gospel stuff. It's just an amazing because music is it's great. And when you hear music, you can just don't care what it is. It's, it's gospel or it can be R&B if, uh, mm-hmm. if it has that beat or that melody or that bridge. You're gonna really start rolling with it. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. So what about 2019? We're right around the corner. It's almost 2019. What are your goals? What do you want to What do you want to get done before the 2019 is over with? So what I'm going to do is go ahead and I just released the album Unity. I'm going to push that album so everybody can hear it, understand it, and follow the message. But most importantly, I plan on hitting the Billboard charts. I'm on these other charts. I want to be on the Billboard charts. I want to also help out artists who, in fact, are coming up who need a helping hand in the music industry. But most importantly, continue to talk to great people such as yourself who understands what love, unity, and acceptance really is. And that's basically it. I just want to continue to live life and thank God for the success and the life that he has given me so far. And I'm going to keep praying for our country and keep praying for the people in need. And that's basically it, all I can do for now. All right, man. So before I let you go, tell the listeners out there the name of your restaurant again so they can go get some good food if they're down there in in Georgia. Absolutely. I have two restaurants. One is in Miami. We are located at 9525 North Kendall Drive. 9525 North Kendall Drive, Miami, Florida. It is called Soul Delicious Latinos. And we have another location, which we have our music every weekend, gospel music on Sundays. We have R&B on Saturdays. On Fridays, we have a DJ, and that is located at 1375 Mount Zion Road, Morrow, Georgia. But last but not least, Brad, I want to tell folks how they could follow the music. You can go to Facebook, and you can follow me at Daryl Kelly's Music. And that is two R's, two L. Kelly is with the EY. You can go to Instagram and follow me on Instagram, which is U-W-G-E-A-M-L-L-C. You'll see me with a cat and some sunglasses on. Same as with Twitter, U-W-G-E-A-M. YouTube, just put my name, Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L. Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. That's how you can follow me. But if you follow me home, that is stalking. Yeah. All right, man. So all you listeners out there, I'll have these links right below the podcast player, so you guys can go down there and click on the links. That'll take you right to uh, Daryl's uh, musical platforms and his and his social media. Daryl, I appreciate you doing this, man. We'll get you back on soon. Hey, Brad, I cannot wait, man, and God bless you. Thank you once again for serving our country. We need many, many more people such as yourself, and you have a great evening.